Welcome to the MPYA podcast. MPYA is a gathering designed specifically for young adults. In this podcast, you'll hear messages from our gatherings, as well as conversations that we hope will help you navigate these defining years of your life. We hope you'll join us as we explore practical ways we can follow Jesus in our everyday lives. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram, at North Point Young Adults, and subscribe to the podcast if you like what you hear. But with that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode. Well, what's up, podcast people? We're back for another episode with Allie. Hey. Hello, Nathan. We're here. And We're myself. We're here. Yeah. Sometimes I never get to announce myself, so I'm here Clay. today. Clay is here. Thanks. There he is. Thanks. Uh, and I just want all of y'all to know up front that Allie tried to get me to give her her, her Instagram what? password uh, <laughs> a couple days ago. Wow. Yeah, I'm just going to call you out real quick. Do you want to explain that at all? No. Nope. That's just for the listeners. Okay, well... For some context, every single year I take the month of August off Instagram. Mm. But this year is a little bit different because for my job, for my career, I run career. my career, my job, <laughs> my occupation. Vocation. My vocation. I run social media for North Point Inside Out, MPIO. MPIO give us a follow. Mm. So I was like, well, I don't know how I'm going to do this. How I'm going to take time off Instagram when this is my job. So I... I logged out of my personal Instagram and asked Clay if he would change my password so that I could not log back in. And on (laughs) August, what was it, 22nd, she asked me for her password. But for a second, I was like, okay, I'll just send it. And then it clicked in my head. I'm like, no, it's not time yet. It's not September. (laughs) But he didn't give it to me, and that's on accountability. That's exactly why you did that, I guess. I know, it is. But I, but in my defense, I was sick and I was at home by myself, and I was like, "This would be a good time to get back on." So anyway, thank you uh, yeah. for and throwing me under the bus like that yeah, and no keeping me accountable. You have a week left. You can make. It. I know I'm fine. Honestly, it was just a moment of weakness. Yeah. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really fine. Yeah, it probably would have been a huge waste of time, anyways. Yeah. Um. So what did you do with your time instead? I w- I watched Zoe 101. Oh, throwback! <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I love it. I was sick. I needed I needed something mindless. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, today we are going to continue the conversation from last week's um, message at Northmore Young Adults. Uh, Which and, was excellent. Oh, I appreciate that. 2 Timothy 4. 2 Timothy 4. Are we done with 2 Timothy? We are. That was We're the done. last chapter. Wow. There's no more. Yeah. Paul didn't write anymore. That's the end. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do now? That's all we Help. have. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, we're going to continue talking about purpose and finding that specifically in our work and just the things that we do on a day-to-day basis. How do you feel about that? I feel great about that. Yeah. Nathan? Yeah, it feels um, (laughs) scary a little Mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. Because everybody struggles with this. Yeah. No doubt. Um, But I think it's a needed conversation. For sure. Um, Because, yeah, I'm sure, like you were saying earlier— um, I'm not. I'm not sure where. I'm sure I'm not the only one who just wants to scroll on Instagram or TikTok. Ah, or, now I see why you brought that up. I get it now. Uh, nice. No, I didn't nice. think that far ahead. Oh, okay. I didn't think that far ahead. Or binge watching TV in the middle of the day. Uh, we all kind of want to know what is our purpose in this grand scheme of things. Like, I think eventually we all start to ask 
questions when we're doing that or big life questions like what is my purpose? What do mm-hmm. I exist for? What's my calling? Do I have one? Did I miss it? Mm-hmm. I think we're all searching for that one thing that we're going to spend our entire life doing that we just uh, – it just feels so right, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think the conversation has to start. And I, I think I went into the message last week kind of just assuming everyone was on the same page as me um, with this. But I do think the conversation has to start even earlier with the fact that we believe that we were created versus we just kind of appeared. Oh. Like human beings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if we just appeared, if people just kind of are part of the world, then no. I mean, I don't know how you begin to find purpose. I guess you maybe find it in your work, maybe being a good person, maybe just being happy. Mm. Like, I think you try to figure out what is the meaning of my life and you look for it in all kinds of different places. But I think the... The narrative changes if all of a sudden we believe that we were actually created because if you are created, then you are created for something, some Mm -hmm. purpose, some reason, um, and then you begin to have meaning in your life. So, and I I think that's totally true with like when we create things. Like if I think about someone who builds a house, I'm building a house because I need shelter. I'm looking for comfort and protection. Like there are reasons behind why I create something. or a car for transportation, or GPS got created so that we could know where we were going. Oh, thank goodness for GPS. <laughs> yeah. I God. am confident I would not be here. I would be somewhere lost. Right now? Right now. You maybe wouldn't I even can know me. I would have gotten lost in high school. No one would know me. Can you imagine <laughs> Allie in a car, like, pulling out the big maps that people used to use? Oh, God. Just like, where am I on here? I wouldn't have survived that time. Compass. I think Allie, no. <laughs> Allie's biggest challenge would have been, like, circling, you are here. <laughs> trying to find where even am I right now? Oh, I feel like I'm getting roasted Sorry. this morning. <laughs> yeah, coming in hot today. Um, but yeah, I think with any creation, with any invention, whatever, there is some purpose and intentionality yeah. behind it. So if that is true, if we believe that we were created, then we can know that it was for mm-hmm. a reason. Um, so and I think we can begin to look at, OK, who is our creator? Did our creator tell us what we were made for? Mm. So I think that's a great place mm. to start. Whenever I hear or think about this conversation, a psalm that is very near and dear to my heart that I memorized in college and have taught on it so many times is Psalm 139. Mm. And kind of the whole 24 verses of Psalm 139 kind of boils down to you were created on purpose for a purpose. Mm -hmm. So like when God created you, he had something in mind for you to do and the way that he made you equipped you for what he had for you to Mm do. Um, And so I think you're right. I think that if we're just if we just believe that we were an accident or we just appeared one day and now we're just floating around trying to be happy or trying to just not be miserable, then the idea of purpose is confusing. But if you realize that, no, 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 God created me as I am mm-hmm. in the family I was born in, with the talents that I have, with mm-hmm. the temperament that I have, with you know, all of the, you know, scars wiring. and wounds and yeah. wiring and loves and passions, all of this on purpose for a purpose that he has for me. Yep. Um, I think that that's really a really important yeah. place to start. <clears throat> what would y'all say, like, 
you know, I feel like I struggled with this a lot in college and mm. even like in high school because I grew up in the church and I was like, oh, like I know God has a purpose for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I hear that language my entire life. And when I hear it, I'm like so thankful for that. And it like means so much. But then I sit there and I'm like, okay, but what is it? <laughs> like I get that, you know, but what is it? Yeah. If he did create, he has a purpose for me. I know that. But what is it? I think it's twofold. Okay. I think that every single person on this earth has the same purpose mm. and a specific That's purpose. That's good. What's, what's the one for The every overarching, yeah. the global purpose. Um, it's to follow Jesus and bring glory to God. Mm. If you are a Christian, if you are a Jesus follower, the purpose of your life is to be as close to Jesus as possible and to bring as much glory to God as possible through all sorts of things, you know, through studying his word, through we've talked a lot about evangelism in here, through telling people about Jesus, through obedience, through doing the right thing, through continuing, continuing to pursue God and pursue people. I think if that if you're where Nathan was and you're like, I just don't know where to start, I think you should start there. Totally. You should look at the global purpose of the Christian life. And if you're not doing that, then I think you need to focus on that. That's good. But if you're like, Yep, I get it. I feel I mean, nobody's perfect at this, but like that is the my heart's desire to pursue Jesus, to be close to Jesus, to bring glory to God, then I think you do this this purpose that I feel like most of us think of when we have this conversation yeah. is like, what is the purpose for me individually? Mm-hmm. Like, what did God put me on this earth to do? And if I'm being honest, I think that's a lifelong quest of yeah. uncovering your purpose. And it might look different in different seasons. But if that's where you are, I think there's a couple of questions to ask yourself. Number one, what do you think you're really, what are you good at? Like, Mm -hmm. what gifts has God put in you? Maybe you're a really compassionate person. Maybe you're really good at empathizing and seeing people and feeling the feelings of other people. That that is a big clue of potentially what your purpose is. Um, Maybe you're good at communicating. Maybe you're good at writing. Like, whatever that skill or thing is that God's put inside of you, follow that. I think another question— And this is a big one. What breaks your heart? Like when you are looking out into the world or when you're having a conversation with a friend or when you're even talking to someone who's not a believer, what like tugs at your heart? What unsettles you? What keeps you up at night? Like I think following that line of thinking down could also lead you to your purpose. And then also what are your friends seeing you? Like Mm -hmm. what are the people who are closest to you? What do they see in you? What do they go to you for? You know, what can they count on you for? Um, These are all questions that I think can ultimately lead you to discovering you know what? What's God put you here for? What? What? What is your purpose? Yeah, I agree because I think um, I heard somewhere along the way like God cares way more about who you are than what you're doing, and we get so caught up in, you know, well, should I take this job, mm. you know, in Chattanooga or should I take this one in Atlanta? And you know, those are good things, and I truly believe God cares about every single decision in our life. Um, and we should bring them to him. But at the end of the day, it's like, do both glorify him 
And are we going to live, whether we're living in Chattanooga or Atlanta or New York or San Francisco, are we going to live on mission for him, glorifying him? Yeah. And be rooted in a local church, in community, personally getting closer to Jesus. I'm not sure there's a right one right. or a wrong one. It's just pick one and then go love Jesus and love people mm. at it, you know? I do. I think people get really caught up in, like, what it— like. I don't think people realize that God gives us choices. Totally. And it's not every choice is right or wrong. There Now, hear me. There are definitely choices yeah, that are sure. right or wrong. However, when it comes to where you're going to go to college, what job are you mm. going to take? Even, I would argue, who are you going to marry? There's a lot yes. of, like, <clears throat> personal choice that God is like, hey, I've given you these really two options, these two good options make a choice like go ahead and make one and then follow me in that choice i'm gonna meet you there i'll be in chattanooga i'm in atlanta like but i think for some personalities i would consider myself i would i would like to just be totally (laughs) i'm like i'm gonna mess this up like i don't know it's like so freeing and frustrating at the same time where it's like okay i have freedom but man, I wish I just knew. Yeah, you know. And I Tell I think me. about this a lot, like for God's will for my life and His purposes. I wish that He would just mail me a step by step map. Mail in the mail. I figure that's how He works. You know. <laughs> so like <laughs> He's not mail on email. it. <laughs> you know, like I get it in the mail, and it's like IKEA. Yeah. In assembly instructions. Mm-hmm. Here's where you go. Okay, on this date, you're gonna apply for this job and then take this job and move here and marry this person and start this conversation with this person and have this many amount like kids and all of that. But the thing is that I've learned is if he did that, I would get my map at whatever point in my life, 10th grade, Mm. and be like, okay, thanks, God. I don't need you for the Mm. rest of my life. Yeah. I'm good. I've got my map. You gave it to me. Peace out. Yeah. And what he wants is every single day relying on him, walking with him. And if we had something where it's like, okay, boom, 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 step, 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 like we wouldn't rely on him like we do. Yeah. And I also think, and this is getting a little bit off topic. Sorry. Sorry, Clay. Oh, Lord. Uh, (laughs) No, but going off of what you say, I think about like Peter. Let's just take a random disciple. If Jesus had approached Peter for the very first time and said, hey, Peter, here's the whole map and you're going to follow me, but then I'm going to leave and then you're going to die like this. Do you want to follow me? Peter would probably be like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't. But God in his kindness takes us step by step and each step increases our faith and increases our relationship with Jesus. So by the time we're down the road, where if we had been told we were going to be there way, yeah. way before, we maybe wouldn't have gone on that train, you know. But in his kindness, he gives us little pieces to yes. follow him. And then we ultimately end up exactly where we want to be because Peter ended up exactly where he wanted to be. He just maybe didn't know that he would have wanted to be there well, he also, the moment that Jesus approached him for the very first time. Yeah, I also don't think he would have felt like he was ready. Exactly. But the path helped him get equipped and prepared exactly. to one day face the situation that he was in to then, yeah, sacrifice his life for totally. the sake of the gospel. So if God handed us a whole map or a whole, like, Ikea instructions of our life, 
I think it would it would freak me out. Yeah. Like I I don't know. I would be like, nope, wrong, wrong mailing address. <laughs> you you got that you got that one wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard this from a pastor once. It said, "What's God's will for your life?" And he said, "It's to say yes to Jesus and keep saying yes to Jesus and keep saying yes mm. to Jesus and keep saying yes to Jesus." I love that. And just day after day, like looking what's in your hands right now. What does God place in your hands right now? You know what? Okay, are you a banker? Perfect. Say yes to Jesus in that tomorrow. That's good. And then are are you in school? Okay, in your classrooms, you're going to say yes to Jesus. Are you, you know, dating right now? Okay, say yes to Jesus in that. Mm-hmm. And it's just a day after day reliance on him and growing your faith in him and following him. I mean, yeah, and I think what both of you have kind of stated in your suggestions or advice is that ultimately you're going to have to look outward versus inward. Mm-hmm. So you're looking to help other people. You're looking to yeah. grow your relationship with God. You're looking to glorify God. And it's it makes it all not about yourself. Totally. But I think in our culture and as young adults, college students, whatever, when we're looking for the right job or our calling, a lot of times it's what's going to, again, it's going to, what's going to make me happy? Like what is my passion? Yeah. And I'm looking for what I'm passionate about. And so we get in these jobs and we start to feel like we're stagnant. Mm. Or, I mean, I remember the first job I had, it was like, I didn't want to be doing this at all. Um, I, I think a lot of times our first job isn't ultimately where we want to be or yeah. end up. And so I think it makes our jobs really tough and we don't, sense a lot of purpose in them. Uh, so what do we do with that? Well, I think first off is like the issue comes when we're putting all of our identity in that job. Mm. So like when we have, when we know as Christ followers, we have a mission that is much bigger than this world and that is much bigger than any job, it kind of minimizes every other worldly thing in a sense of like, yeah, I might not like this job, but it's not going to ruin my life because I'm here to glorify God and ultimately share the gospel with these people. Yeah. And so it's like seeing this purpose outside of just the nine to five and reminding ourselves we're on a bigger mission hill. Like I may not enjoy it, but I can, you know, go to work yeah. because I'm on a mission here and I'm going to do my best to share the gospel as much as possible. So you're saying that your job does not necessarily equal your purpose. Totally. Yeah, I think for well, sure. But And I think this is why an eternal mindset is so important. Mm-hmm. But as we're talking about this and just thinking about it, there are a lot of non-Christians out there. And so I just start to think about, yeah, I guess, are they finding their purpose in the work? Is that yeah? like what, it, what do they feel like their purpose is? I think, I mean, I think it's different for everybody. Like, I, even now as a Jesus follower, it's not it's not easy. I mean, it is easy to even find my purpose in our family, mm. you know? Yeah. And so I think— Yeah, your roles. There's a lot of really good things out there that God gives us as gifts, but just because they're a good thing doesn't make it a good purpose. Totally. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, like, nothing can bear the weight— of putting our life's purpose on it mm-hmm. other being other than being a love son or a love daughter of a perfect father and being on mission for him. Yeah. Because ultimately, like, if we put our purpose in a job, no matter if it's, like, what we went to school for, we've been doing this for 30 years, it's our dream job, 
like you could lose that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then who are you? Yeah. Right. You know? So my question is, we've all, you know, we all work in ministry right now, but we've all been in situations where we weren't, our jobs were not to put out a podcast about Jesus and to write a message about Jesus and to post on Instagram about Jesus. So in y'all's life, how did you put, okay, this is what I'm doing, but I need, where's my bigger purpose in this? How did you find that? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it was that first job for sure. Um, I think I, I kind of talked about it in the message, but I wasn't super passionate about commercial title insurance. What? Like, that's not <laughs> what that's crazy. I wanted to wake up and do. I definitely know, know what commercial title insurance From nine to five. <laughs> uh, well, honestly, it was just a lot of emails and sitting behind a computer from nine to five, maybe taking Fun. some phone calls. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm yeah. sorry. If you're in commercial title insurance, yeah. you, you you do that. Yeah, you probably love you. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it just wasn't my what I was passionate about. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, I found purpose in that because I started to see it as a mission field, which yeah. we kind of talked about. Like, you are, are, we are here to glorify God. And so I can do that in whatever situation I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, I can make God happy or pleased with me. Um, and so I saw that going into the job and I... I don't know if I went into it thinking about this because I had kind of grown up in a Christian household, grew up in church. Um, I think I was surrounded by a lot of Christians. But as soon as I got into a secular workplace, I started to realize that most of the people I worked with didn't think the same way that I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as we started having conversations and I started hearing the way that they saw the world, um, I began to realize that, man, I can use, like, maybe I'm being used right now at this specific time, at this specific place for a purpose um, bigger than myself. And I can use this time to talk to them about who Jesus is or just be kind to them um, or be a different kind of person to where they're asking me questions Mm -hmm. about why I'm living the way that I live and why I'm so different or whatever. Um, And so, yeah, I think going in with, I, yeah, with a different mindset that I can use this time well to help other people. I think the other thing that I would do is figure out what do I ultimately want to be doing? Like, I think that's kind of the godly uh, perspective, but also from a world perspective, what do I want to be doing? Um, And if it's not what I'm currently in the seat of, then I'm also figuring out like where I could go, what I could do next. Mm -hmm. Um, And like working on doing it. Like I remember I was like, okay, I don't want to do this. I kind of want to pursue entrepreneurship or something like that. And I didn't just hope it would happen. I started working on it in my spare time to get out of that. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think too, like you you find your purpose in things that are outside of your job. Yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah. being rooted in a local church and in community and serving in that church and finding different you know, outlets where you can serve in the church and outside of the church that ultimately is going to like bring glory to Jesus. Cause that is like we, like you said, that is everyone's purpose. And so if we don't do those things, we're not going to be fulfilled and we're not going to live out our purpose. And yeah, I mean, like I, what Clay was saying about working somewhere that isn't like ministry or at a church or the thing is about that is like, you have a greater opportunity yeah. 
most times than people that work at a church. Like we sit here and yes, we, you know, we want to live our life glorifying him and bringing people to him. But our nine to five is at a church with everyone who's a Christian trying to work towards bringing others We get to do like one message a week. Exactly. (laughs) I think most people are actually being changed by the people Right, and, and and I thought about this verse, Ephesians four eleven to twelve, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints mm. for the work of the ministry, for yeah. building up the body of Christ. That's like we as pastors and ministry leaders, we just equip the saints. Yeah, the saints are out there doing the work. So, like, mm. you know, if you're at a place where you're like, hey, this is miserable. Mm-hmm. But there's people around you that don't know Jesus. You have such an opportunity, you know, and like just to see the mindset of I'm a missionary here. And I think another point that goes into that is waking up in the morning and getting that quiet time in or like spending time with God, because that's going to set you up to then go into the workplace ready to go. Like we equip you, but also you're equipping yourself Mm. to go out there and share the gospel and um, give that message to people. Yeah. And I do kind of going in a little bit of a different direction, but thinking about your working, it's a non-ministry job. I would encourage you because we are all made in the image of God and a lot of jobs actually reflect the heart and characteristics of God. Let me, so let me tell you what I mean. What do you mean? So, yeah, let me tell you. So... God is a creator, right? A lot of jobs, you're making things. Mm. You're creating things. You're creating apps. You're creating systems. You're creating coffee. You're creating food. You're creating codes and cakes and donuts. Donuts. (laughs) Throw them out. No. But like in that those moments of you taking nothing and creating something, that is holy work that is reflecting God. Yep. And reflecting the characteristics of God. And you are working within your purpose of being a child of God because you were made in his image. And you're now doing what your father does. Yeah. Um, so creating things. Also, nurses and doctors. God is a healer. Mm-hmm. And God, through even if even non-believers who are nurses and, Christ, and, nurses and doctors are still reflecting the characteristics so of God good. as a healer. And so... Just thinking, like, look at your job right now, no matter what it is, and find what you're doing that is actually reflecting the characteristics of God, because I promise it's there. And then lean into that and say, hey, I'm reflecting my father right now and doing this holy work, even though it's not at a church, even though I'm not necessarily telling my coworker about Jesus right now. There's so much purpose in reflecting the characteristics of God. And so I think we forget that. I think if we're not, if every single day you don't tell someone about Jesus, you can come home and feel like a failure. But the reality is, if you are doing work that is reflecting the characteristics of God, that is holy and that is purposeful and that is what God has created you to do um john Montcomer writes a book called garden city Easy. have y'all read that oh yep. parts it i would recommend that it because that that's the whole thing of like hey we are created from garden to garden mm-hmm. um and in our work even if it's not necessarily christian job um, we're still reflecting what the garden is going to look like so i want to encourage you if you are in a job and you you know, you're like, there's no purpose here. I don't know what I'm doing. If there, if you are in a job and you're like, I don't see any characteristics of God in here, maybe you should pray about that. You yeah. know, 
um, or or just look a little harder because I'm sure, I'm sure they're there. So, yes, you need to tell people about Jesus. Yes, you are evangelizing in your workplace, but also don't count yourself short. You're doing holy work, even if you don't realize it. Yeah, and I don't think God like calls you. You know. Maybe for a season, but I don't think it's not his heart for you to just be miserable at your no, job yeah. for 45 years. Yeah, totally. You know, like he doesn't want that. Um, but maybe for a season. Uh, but I was just thinking about I had done some mission work in Africa and it was in a country that was not. Nathan has lived a hundred <laughs> lives. No. It wasn't open to just missionaries and, you know, Christianity completely. So you had to have a reason you were there. Mm. And so the reason that we got in the country pretty much was we were English teachers. And, like, I'm not an English teacher at all, but that's what we used to get in the country. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was hard to kind of navigate that process and, you know, do that. But I just think about, like, we don't have to put on this, like, extra career Mm -hmm. here. Like, we have a mission field here where we're actually going to get paid to go to it. We don't have to pay, you know, thousands of dollars. We don't have to, like, live in a different country and learn all this different culture and all of that. They actually are going to pay you to show up Monday to Friday mm-hmm. to this mission field. Yep. Like, what an opportunity mm-hmm. uh, that is that God's placed right in front of us. Yeah. So true. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking while you were talking about, um, like, garden to garden, representing God— Literally, it says in Genesis one twenty eight, and God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, over the living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of it. So it's basically saying like, be my representative, be like me mm-hmm. and take the work and create your own. Yeah. Like, so I think to your point, it's awesome that we can look to God, our creator who put us here. And try to be, we're becoming more like him, but we can do that on a daily basis when in whatever we're doing, we're mm-hmm. just creating stuff. We're yeah. subduing the the earth, the work. And yeah, I just thought that was great. Yeah. When I'm doing the dishes, fun fact, I hate doing the dishes. <laughs> Don't we all? Um, I've started... <laughs> I've started doing this in like my little tasks, not just my job, but I'm like, I am creating order from chaos Let's by go. doing these dishes. Exactly. And that is what God does. <laughs> uh, so you can do that in your in your everyday life. Also, Jesus had a job. Yeah. He was a carpenter. That's so true. And so. I love order so much. And, and you do. the thing that's beautiful about the alley, real quick, is just like, yes, he had a job. It was a carpenter. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't his purpose. Right. You know, like people forget we forget that. Mm -hmm. And that was just his means to an end. He had to he had to, like, live on this earth and make money. You know, he was fully God and fully man. And so that was just a means to an end. Mm -hmm. And maybe for some young adult out there, like their job is just a means to an end. You know, your purpose is that. But it pays you. It gives you a paycheck. It enables you to pay rent Mm -hmm. and to be generous and tithe and, you know, give towards missionaries like. Use that. Yeah. Well, Jesus also came to serve, not to be served. Totally. So he wasn't looking for things to satisfy him necessarily. He came to serve other people. He laid down his life for us. He humbled himself and came to earth. So I think there are those are again aspects to look to him for, and then to try to do ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that is when we'll be truly happy. That's when we'll truly find um, a job that we want and the purpose that we're looking for. Yeah, I think 
kind of wrapping up, I just had heard this years ago and it stuck with me that every Christian, when they become a Christ follower, they're saved and then they're sent. Mm -hmm. And we oftentimes think like, oh, I'm saved now. But no, it's two twofold. Like you're saved and sent. Mm-hmm. Like we stay here. If if God didn't have a purpose for us here and a mission for us to live out, then why would He not just take us up to heaven right away when as we soon got as saved? we're saved? <laughs> yeah, seriously. He leaves us here for a reason. Yeah, to bring other people with us and to glorify Him and make Him known. And we could spend the rest of our life doing that, and there will still be more work to do. I think that's a great way to end today. (laughs) I love it. We will see you next time. See ya. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the NPYA podcast. To learn more about us, you can follow us on social media at North Point Young Adults or head to our website, northpoint.org slash youngadults. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss one. See y'all next time.